Hey everybody, I'm Reed. I'm Andy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and Mr. Does one of us have a bad <laughs> That should be the intro. I like it. And this is creating Ramel the Hell. <laughs> Here we go. And three, two, one. Welcome to this week's edition. Actually, this is not this week's edition. This is a special. This is a very special podcast today because we've got we 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 wanted to do something special for the people who listen to us. The like three or four of you out there, we love you. I think there's at least five or six. Oh. oh, I heard a rumor there was seven once, but you know that was just oh, a rumor. That was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so like, yeah, so this is the special podcast that we are doing, basically for listeners, like people who actually listen to us. Because um, at the end of the podcast, which won't be super long, we're gonna have a special code for you to get a discount on Ramel. Which actually, as of this recording, comes out in like twelve days or thirteen days or something. Or ten. Very days. exciting! Holy smokes! Is it ten days? Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Time is moving so fast. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell us? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So anyway, um, yeah, like there will be yeah for for listeners of the podcast and subscribers to the Fable Factory newsletter. You guys are going to get a special code that no one else can have. No one! Oh, Mr. Hans got chains. So anyway, um, we are about to launch this puppy, and uh, I'm pretty excited. How are you guys feeling about it? I'm excited, too. <laughs> Mr. Hunt is here is in in ready for the puppy ready for the puppy <laughs> oh man it whoa whoa look at that you how how do you have a puppy just at hand <laughs> that's awesome so we started recording these podcasts a long time ago it feels like <laughs> but uh we've come quite a ways too um we're almost into May, and the first story from Ramel the Hell is about to see the light of day. And quite a bit of stuff has happened with it. I mean, you did a bunch of editing, Andy. Mr. Haunt, you provided a whole bunch of uh, support and uh, input on things that we can and did do. And I wrote some music, and we had Matt Kaminsky do some art and yeah like are you guys ready to be done with this part and move on to the next i am bring it <laughs> am i getting some feedback here can you guys hear i me don't okay? know where the 
I, I hear something, but I don't know where it's coming from. Is it me? I don't know. I don't hear anything, so it might be me. Okay. Everything sounds good now. Okay, there we go. Noise. Um, I am yes. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the only thing left to do on the project is basically send it and pick it up from the printers. Um, everything else is done. The art is done. Essentially, the layout is done. Yes, Andy. <laughs> Essentially, yes. The music is done, and uh, all of the design is done. And uh, so kind of like looking back from your guys' perspective, what about the process? And Andy, I mean, your process has run over 20 years now, but like what has been maybe the funnest thing and then the least fun thing <laughs> so far? The, the, the least fun thing is the, the actual writing part, which is just more of a, it's not like it's it's just challenging it's just difficult anyone who who like anyone who says they have a fun time writing they're i, I just don't believe them because <laughs> it's very painful it's a very painful process uh but it's always the the input the like something that i never really had or i, I guess i never really was open for was uh collaboration or just different ideas because i know that uh, there's a lot to kind of expand on and I like it gets really taxing just trying to think of all these things and you'll always miss something as one person so the, the, the this collaboration and as it expands it will be even more fun like you know just to see different ideas um, I, Matt's take Matt's visualization of the characters already is something that I never you know I never really had in my head what it might look like and and just his take on it kind of makes things a lot more real so seeing these pictures of her of at least the main character here finally is is really something yeah 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 it's, it's really gonna be and his instinct, seeing his instinct too for things um, that just match without having to say it is really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I think we found the right artist It's as far as being like in tune and on the same wavelength for style and just kind of aesthetic of the, of the entire story. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Hunt? Like, what's been any any memorable moments for you throughout the process? And the, I, you know, from the beginning, the most amazing part to me that makes this just so utterly joyful is is collaboration. Mm -hmm. That's just where it's at in life. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. amazing. Really, it's it's you know, uh, just uh, opens up. Uh, you know, each one of us uh, has uh, infinite. Uh, possibilities and then you know we can com combine infinity times all of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i can't even wrap my head around how awesome this is <laughs> really it's, it's just so fun and then you know to bring the different disciplines together you know, art and music creative yeah. writing and 
uh, you know, the world building. And it's just, uh, it's, it's been such a joy and a pleasure to work with you guys and to be able to bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, it really, really makes us so, such a joy. So pleasurable. You Well, you stole my answer. Guys, I was going to say, like, working <laughs> with others and just, like, you know... Uh, for me, working with others is always really fun because it kind of forces me to expand on what I would have done by myself. Um, you know, uh, one kind of aspect of the music that I did for this that I really enjoy is kind of how you guys pushed me a little further into that industrial and um, like uh, kind of broken or dystopian aesthetic that's very you know we might call it like nine inch nails or you know resner ross type of sounds but uh mm. you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's been resnerific <laughs> resnerific it's uh yeah i've i've like i've always adored that music so it's it's nice to kind of be not forced but just like you know pushed on that journey to to find those sounds yeah <laughs> pulled by, via chain <laughs> well, or is that I, my punishment <laughs> i i almost take it for granted because i uh because i didn't mention this just because you're here and i think i've already said this so many times but it, it's never not true but the the just writing in general i, I write writing to music and and having that be like kind of an inspiration, not an inspiration, but more than that, like a, a catalyst for what comes onto paper. And a lot of this story, even to this day, from the very beginning to now, has been like Nine Inch Nails, among other things, but mainly Nine Inch Nails as a soundtrack behind all this. And see, you know, short of using that music in some illegal way or just like on inappropriate way having something original that that not just sounds like it but just has its own take with your own take on it it's been really um amazing it's just that's the other thing because you know how how people look and how things look is is going to be subjective too when you read something you know you have your own imagination that like translates what a setting is but when you hear the music that's that's another component that lets your imagination kind of go wild and mm. um it's just really yeah it's been really special to to hear the city and hear the music mm -hmm. it's just been yeah without cliches because you know you can if you tell someone xyz about you know they'll jump to like what they think they they should know or what it thinks they should think it should sound like and i you you've never done that so that's always nice i i hope people give you feedback or give us feedback rather because i want to i want to know what their experience is like reading the story with like those soundscape tracks, like, um, you know, city number two day and night, <laughs> and just like, if they go that immersive and, you know, like read the story with headphones on, uh, you know, and just kind of follow through the city and, 
like I'm I'm interested to hear people's experiences with that whether they whether good or bad <laughs> yeah yeah because that was fun for me for you guys to be like make it like you know show us what the city sounds like and and then <laughs> mr Hans like i think there should be a dust storm and it's like <laughs> is rain too much or is that cliche and you know stuff like that it's it's pretty cool so do you want to talk at all about the story? Like anybody who maybe this is somebody's first podcast listen for this, uh, <laughs> for this project. Like, do you want to, <laughs> you know what? Thanks for buying it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to, do you want to summarize like kind of maybe the overall world of Ramel and then, like give us a blurb of this story or just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Summarize it. Do what it. are people getting into? <laughs> <laughs> the story is inspired by and set in a, a kind of a, an, really a, a, a variation, imaginative variation of growing up in the housing projects in Brooklyn. Uh, so it's, it's set in this, um, this place that's an oppressive dystopian kind of landscape um that's an urban city uh full of people that sort of faction off and there's tribes and factions that kind of help each other and band together because you have to there's a you know an oppressive not so much in terms of government or even police but in terms of architecture itself it's an oppressive place um imposing uh and there's struggles and there's like a larger story at play with like you know that that mirrors uh some of the common uh storylines and and history you know just uprising and that kind of thing but this particular story is uh, a scout who um you know a lot of these people in the story are modeled after people i grew up around which is really a lot of black and latino namely puerto rican uh, people and families so a lot of these characters are such and, and this main character is um, you know again this is I'm gonna distort a lot of it or this will all will be distorted so it's not just you know based on the real world but um, so they they wouldn't be called as such you know they're not Puerto Rican because there is no Puerto Rico in this dimension Um but she's different she's you know obviously there's still d issues with um identity and all that which are part of it so she's a scout working for this tribe and she knows the city very well she's young but she's very powerful in her own way um as a loner um and she kind of knows the city very well and she's asked to scout out a location a, a route for a, a caravan that will be happening soon so she's kind of like charging ahead it's kind of like yeah scout or flag flag man and uh we talked about mardi gras indians in another podcast episode so mm -hmm. so she is not not a lot happens but hopefully sets the tone for the 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 story and the world and the tension and the things that they might face so that's yeah cool 
I'm excited. I'm excited. So the other thing, oh, I guess for if someone's coming in, um, the city is made. <laughs> is the city is a, the, one of the main characters too. The city itself is important. Uh, it's a it's a super city made up of four or five five cities basically. Um, it kind of it loosely mirrors the five boroughs or the four bor- boroughs of New York, with um, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and the Bronx, and um, and a hub which is like Lower Manhattan. There's a hub that kind of unites them, um, but not quite so literal as those boroughs. Um, but uh, they're they all. There's some travel between these cities, uh, too, but it's uh, it's very it can be dangerous, especially at night. So traveling around the city at night, especially alone, is extremely dangerous. So this is uh, the premise of the story. Okay, it's exciting. That's exciting. And so, in your estimation, kind of looking forward, how long is somebody going to have to wait for issue number two? <laughs> I mean, we'll be giving him fodder in the meantime. Lots of uh, podcasts. Yeah, he's up on us. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there is no issue to. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be. <laughs> well, the the second one will. Well, could be. Could be a few months. I mean, uh, I think we we will also find ourselves playing it by ear, if, if um, or allowing kind of the universe to kind of see what happens. Because if it if it turns into something else, or if there's a possibility to to collaborate and make it more of a of an interactive thing, or mm. use some kind of video form, then that would be. I shouldn't be closed off to that, but barring any of that. I think a book and more music seems easy enough to make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the meantime, people could send in their Ramel selfies. Whoa. Ramelfies? Ramelfies. Well, that's, you know, I, I hope people do. Like, you know, this is, uh, you know, as I don't want to call that cheesy because, you know, as creators when when somebody is happy enough with something they bought from you that they you know post something about it on social media or you know leave feedback wherever you know you can leave feedback that's tremendous for small indie guys like us you know (laughs) putting stuff out there it's it's a pretty huge deal to have somebody like give feedback or just like you know kind of sing praises or you know even even negative feedback yeah yeah we need it it's true it's true but in the meantime if they want to cosplay show us your best bass punk what does bass punk mean to you there you go yeah bass punk so yeah if you're listening for the first time ever bass punk is the term that we've kind of coined to encapsulate the the aesthetic of the people in this world because it's it's like 1970s era new york but with futurism and uh almost like high tech that has been run down the <laughs> way yeah. come out and play <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Oh man, what do you what do you have a Warriors sticker there for? Like, what are we in your like? Why do you not? I I mean I I I don't know. Are we just in your like playroom right now? Like, what's happening? You have everything. My whole world is a playroom. <laughs> My world's a playpen. <laughs> oh. So what else? What else should people know as they're kind of getting into this and helping to support you know our our burgeoning indie. Um, projects I you know there's not there's not a like um there's stuff out there so when this this is interesting because when this story started in my head like it was even more drastic with how little was out there representative of uh just something different you know like i read like we all grew up with um uh, reading things like lord of the rings and uh that kind of thing and even today like on netflix the shadow and bone series that just came out and so there's like a lot of stuff out there uh, between hbo and netflix and there's these kind of fantasies these steampunk uh, kind of fantasy stories that are really popular and of course there's something you know just impossibly addictive about um that world but they inevitably no matter how different even if they have kind of you know diverse cast or they're, they're still really within the same structure they they like they're set in Victorian England, so you know characters have British accents and English accents, and um, you know, for lack of a better word, it's still within a, like a, a a a white context. And I think, you know, since I started this at around the, just at the turn of the millennium, then Pitch Black came out, and that was like really unique because it was like a mainstream success of a of a of a movie with a you know a character that just didn't look like other people and there's been things like that and that's sort of you know and then that spawned the franchise with other movies with Vin Diesel but it's still it's still crazy you know like when you look at um what's out there still you know in terms anytime you you get into it, it uh something more imaginative that's not just a documentary or, or serious fiction based on the real world then you can get into these characters and but but it's just uh you know like black panther does a good job but that's still that's still that's a comic book which is still different mm -hmm. than just this kind of world that that's more like you said you're talking you know why we came up with base punk was because there's there's other there's cyberpunk and and cyberpunk does a good job of mixing it up you know and you have this kind of diversity but it again i can't i can't help but shake that it's still within the context of a white world yeah telling the story even if it's like may have you know it's still it's still not and this the challenge there is because there's a reason why this you know it's an original intellectual property is always going to be hard to sell like you know people still want to see spider-man so you could have a puerto rican spider-man that's different but it's still spider-man it's still um and it's hard you know i'm not saying you can't ever really compete with that spider-man will always be more popular than something new that came up 
and this is never going to be spider-man or even anything else but you know pitch black again was a good example of something completely original it didn't come from you know everything it seems like everything has to come from somewhere based based on something familiar and i just i just felt like there's not a lot out there and if it spawns something else if it spawns or inspires other things to, to pop up that, that represent different people um it would just be great you know it just too often if you have a a female latino latina character it's gonna be a sidekick or just something or it's gonna be um just a one character in this world that's still you know but yeah. I wanted to see I wanted to see what this looks like you know this is a whole world that comes from that what does that story look like yeah boy I you know hearing that and like I know we've talked about it um, a lot over the last months but just like hearing that like kind of rekindles just how how excited I am to see this kind of being drawn out and and uh, and come to life you know as as more chapters and more of the story is developed and you know i know that you've got a bunch of stuff already written and you know incorporating that into you know and developing that into the story as 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 we get it all together for to release you know in in this story world um yeah i'm just super excited to see the next stuff too (laughs) not only the thing that we're releasing now but um yeah I'm excited. Yeah, this yeah, this is very exciting. So, any any other last thoughts on this very special of podcasts? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in that case, thank you guys for listening. Anybody who like <laughs> <laughs> listens to our podcast or you know uh, gets the newsletter um we we want to offer you guys a 10 percent discount to this project when it comes out or pre-order whatever um but just when you order it through fablefactory.org um make sure you put in the discount code rth10 rth10 and that'll get you 10 percent off the uh the bundle which is the book and the digital uh, soundtrack that was created for this first uh, issue and uh, yeah keep listening because th- you know we're just in the mi- like at the beginning of this whole Ramel thing so if you want to hear the story develop as it as it's created almost um, keep listening to the podcast because I know uh, I know there's going to be lots more information as we do more stories and develop more music and see what other types of media we can bring into this thing. So, so Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, enjoy. Thank you. And, uh, we love you guys. So bye. We love you. Bye. -bye. (laughs)